ears. Okay. All right. Hey everyone and welcome to Chef AJ Live. I'm your host Chef AJ and this is where I introduce you to amazing people like you who are doing great things in the world that I think you should know about. Well today's the first Saturday of the month which means it's time for the culinary medicine show with the chef doc. He's a chef, he's a doctor, he's a chef, he's a doctor. Dr. Colin Zhu and he's going to be making some festive fall stuffed apples. Please welcome him to the show. How are you? Hi, how's it going? How's it going? Happy uh Happy Saturday, happy beginning of November. Um, super, super excited for the fall. How about you, Chef AJ? I, I, the fall is my, is probably the fall and the spring are my two favorite seasons. I'm not a Me fan too. of winter and I'm not a fan of summer. So I, the fall is great because all the squashes and cranberries. And I mean, I think the food is the best in the fall, personally. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, fall for me, I'm I'm from New Jersey originally, so it always gives me a lot of great like family gathering, you know, um, you know, memories and everything is just cozier. Everything is like, okay, you're, br you're bracing for the, the brisk weather, you know, like winter is coming. And it's like right before that all the leaves turn beautifully different colors and it's a sight to see. Um, I'm in Southern California now. So you don't really get to see too, too much of that. And, you know, it's a been an adjustment <laughs> you know to to note that oh snow is not actually going to fall down here so and you would know so you were used to be here so um but yeah i'm uh, i'm super excited um i just got back from an amazing conference at american college of lifestyle medicine and that was in denver um and uh, it just kind of reinvigorated me you know for those of you guys who don't know um i'm dr colin zoo i'm based in southern california double board in the family of lifestyle medicine and lifestyle medicine, I'm also founder of The Chef Doc. And um, what we do is uh, promote, advocate, empower, and inspire people to make positive changes for all the pillars of health. Uh, food as medicine, physical movement, uh, restorative sleep, connections, avoiding risky you know, substances, um, and the like, hydration. And so, you know, it's been a privilege, um, you know, I've been, you know, in, uh, in this quote unquote profession for, you know, 10 years uh, since I was a medical resident actually, and uh, came full circle, you know, for me uh, this past conference and um, just kind of reinvigorated. I wanted to reemphasize for your audience, uh, for your listeners is that, you know, out of all the pillars, if you were to ask me, Chef AJ, which pillar would I value and prioritize the most? And I know we do a lot of food on this channel is uh, relationships is actually what I prioritize the most. There is a, a beautiful study, 75-year-plus study, the Harvard Adult Development Study, um, uh, done by Robert uh, Wald Waldinger. And uh, he has done a study where, you know, he just studied really high-quality relationships. And pretty much the one-liner summary from that is, you know, if you can make as many high-quality positive uh, relationships as possible, it's the number one positive predictor you know, for your overall life and longevity. And so, you know, on the heels of COVID and going into the unknown of our future, um, it's very, very important to re-emphasize those relationships with your family, um, you know, rekindle the ones that are a little bit broken, you know, that needs to be mended, um, improved upon, um, your friendships, um, as well as everyone else. So I definitely want to re-emphasize that for your audience members and going into the holidays. And I know things could be very super hectic, but take the time out, be present, be mindful um, and actively listen. There is a um, there's an old saying that, you know, the reason why we have, you know, two years 
and one mouth is so we can, you know, listen twice more than we can, you know, talk. And so, um, uh, yeah, I just wanted to reemphasize that, you know, for you. I love that. Well, you know, when I think about Dr. Dean Ornish's books, he had one about love and survival. That was one of my favorite ones. It wasn't even really about the food. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, For sure. Um, I got to see him speak um, again at this conference, and it was really nice because he continued to reemphasize love um, and self-compassion. And his story is great. So um, and so and he's a a great pioneer and and person I look up to. So so without further ado, what I'm going to do is um, we're going to do a couple of things today. One is we're going to I'm going to showcase um, a a recipe. Uh, We're going to be making fall festive uh, baked stuff apples. Um, and what we're gonna do, it's a fun recipe that you can do for yourself, do it for a gathering. Uh, you can do it with your kids, if you guys have kids. Um, it, this is a really fun one. Uh, Chef AJ, do you remember, have you ever bob for apples? You no, know, cause I'm, I'm very squeamish with germs and I didn't <laughs> wanna put my face in the, but you know, I just didn't think that was such a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was younger. I didn't think about that at the time, but those are, those are fun. Those are fun. You're, they're just like these big barrels of water with like floating apples. <laughs> if I was like, first, I would do it if I could be first, I think. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Just like raise your hand. Um, so anyway, so this is a fall, uh, this is a great recipe. One of the biggest things is, um, you want to be able to get uh, like really big apples. Um, so, you know, I would uh, advocate for getting like honey crisp um, apples, uh, a little bit large. Um, let me see a good one. For demonstration purposes. Um, yeah. So this is a nice honey, honey crisp, you know, apple. Um, biggest things you need to get uh, for this recipe is you need to get a, uh, you know, a melon baller and a um, core. Okay. And if you don't have this, uh, you could MacGyver it and, you know, maybe use like a paring knife uh, for this. Uh, be very, very careful. Uh, but ideally, these are not these are not that expensive of tools you can get. Um, so these are very uh, you can get these, but these are ideally what you want to get. Uh, we're going to be working with uh, oatmeal. OK, we're going to be working with oatmeal. So, you know, I'm just doing old fashioned like, you know, rolled oats. These are going to be uncooked. Um we're going to be using combinations of walnuts. Okay. Um, if you guys follow the previous episode, I did a pantry tour and a lot of times I like using glass jars. Um, so this is what I do. Um, so we're going to be using, uh, walnuts. Um, a quick tip for nuts is that, you know, if you can get them in bulk and if you can get them in whole form, you're going to get them at the lowest cost as possible. Once you try to get them down to be chopped, halved in pieces in a specific package, then your price goes up because you're you're paying for labor to do that, right? So one of the things is that you, you want to cut down costs is just get the raw whole form and then just use your hands, you know, to break it down, okay? I had to pick up some pecans, but we're going to be putting some pecans Um I, you know, this is a quick, you know, this is an alternative example is that if you don't have time, then you just pick up this, this, you know, uh, takes, you know, costs more, right? But this is perfect for our recipe because it's already chopped up. Um, Spices you're going to be using. Dr. Zhu, I'm sorry to interrupt, but were there really 2,000 people at the lifestyle, at the American College of Lifestyle Medicine conference? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I don't think I've ever been to a conference that big. I thought plantrition with 600 was big. 
Oh, no, no. And and we talked about this last time. You haven't had a chance to uh, gone to it before, but it is. So I've been with the American College of Lifestyle Medicine. It's an organization in its 19th year. Next year will be the 20th anniversary. That That's going to be in Orlando. That's going to be huge. But I've been with this organization for 10 years. I was there as a doctor in training, medical resident. And 10 years ago, it was not 2000, Chef AJ. It was just a few hundred, probably around the same same amount as Plantrition that you mentioned. And it exploded. You know, it went, it had an exponential growth, especially during the pandemic. And now membership-wise, membership-wise, we have over 11,000 membership-wise. And this is across the board. Very, 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 very few. I can't think of other medical organizations that have a combination of multi-interdisciplinary specialties. For example, um, you know, not just doctors, but nurses, dietitians, various different kinds of therapists. Um, uh, di- you know, I mentioned dietitians, all kinds of people across the board. And we need them because lifestyle medicine affects everything. It affects the entire healthcare system. We're trying to make it the primary treatment we're trying to make it the primary prevention. We're trying to make it, you know, the primary, you know, reversal tool that you guys, you know, that I know that you and other guests talk about, a lot about on your show. And that's what we're trying to do is to get it to bring it into more of the healthcare system, which we do a good job. Academia, we do a good job because a lot of our doctors in training, we have a full curriculum now. We're shifting a little bit. We're going to try to do a little bit more about public facing. We're not, we're not there yet, but we want to do more. But, you know, people like me, you know, coming on to other people's shows is a great way of spreading the awareness. So, uh, but yes, this year's conference and last year's conference sold out at 2000 Live. That's just incredible. Were there any lay people there at all? Uh, lay people in the form of non-clinicians, you know, so they would be like community leaders, um, I have friends that go. They're community leaders. They host the podcasts. Um, you know, they 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 host. Uh, they lead like pl- uh, plant pure or plant pod communities. So yeah, you do have other people that go there. You don't have to be a healthcare professional. You know what I'm saying? So most, I brought my mo- most important question: How was the food? The food was incredible, actually. Um, it's at one of the biggest uh, resorts in Denver called the Gaylord uh, uh, Resorts. I don't know if you heard of it, but the food was actually really good. Um, You know, being able to do buffet style for 2000 people and have it amazingly plant-based is like amazing. No process anything. You know, they were really good with giving us non-dairy options, you know, um, and even, even, you know, no oil. I didn't see any type of oil. You know, the cards, the placards, they just tell you like what they put, you know what I'm saying? So, they did a really good job. Chef AJ, I highly recommend you come next year. Yeah, highly recommend. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's uh, we'll incredible. How how was the tribute to Dr. Hans Deal? It was amazing. It was amazing. Uh you were featured, you know, in it um as part of that video compilation. And uh, you know, for those of you who don't know Hans Deal, um, he is many, many different things. Um, you know, he's the founder of the CHIP program, which I'm sure a lot of your audiences, you know, are aware of. And um, he was just great. He was just a wonderful soul. I don't, I didn't get a chance to connect with him personally, but every time before this year, uh, I went to a conference, he goes to all the conferences and he was just, you know, a really charismatic, very kind, you know, luminary, you know, Um, I see him up there, you know, with Esselstyn and Ornish and Gregor and all that. And, 
his wife gave a um gave a beautiful uh tribute i think it was like 20 minutes it was uh, it, it, you know she gave a really she's very articulate uh little deal and her entire family was there um all her kids and grandkids and, and and stuff like that so you were part of that video compilation and i know that you were um you know, very saddened by his passing. And um, yeah, he left a really uh, amazing mark, you know. Um, and what's great about lifestyle medicine is that we didn't have, you know, I didn't have anyone to look up to, you know, um, when I went about, you know, my path. And I'm really glad that I have people like yourself, Chef AJ, um, all the pioneers, you know, including Hans Deal, to be able to kind of leave the charge, you know what I'm saying, um, to be able to march forward because, you know, we've had, um, I'm part of the board. We've, we've had a, a three-year, a new three-year strategic planning vision. And um, I told um, the consultants, I, I told them like, we have a lot of work to do. Um, we've had experienced incredible growth, but we are, um, you know, we have a lot of work to do. As a clinician, you know, I still, the biggest things that we face is needing to shift uh, cultural paradigms, needing to shift mindsets, because I get a lot of patients that come up to me and they already know what they have. They already self-diagnose, self-treat. They already Googled everything. Eight out of, eight out of, out of 10 patients that come to me already have done this. Okay. So when, by the time they come to me, what they do is that they, they want to order a prescription as if like they're ordering a menu off of the, you know, off of McDonald's. And I'm just, you know, to me, it's really, I'll be honest, it's really highly disrespectful for, you know, for me, um, because it totally bypasses, you know, our medical, you know, evaluation and medical assessment, you know, like you don't, you don't tell a lawyer, you know, how to run their job, right? You don't tell a mechanic how to fix your car, right? So to me, it's, um, it's a cultural paradigm shift. And now we're getting into AI and um, that's going to change the game as well. Um, and so we, you know, different things that we have to do. And I, as an organization, and what I love about it is that we're, you know, we're fighting the good fight together. Um, and I encourage your, your, your listeners and audiences to know that, you know, your health and wellness journey, you're not doing it alone. You know, you're doing it together. Um, so it's very, very important. So Anyway, we went off on such a tangent. So, <laughs> um, so getting back to the recipes, uh, some of the spices we're going to be using um, is uh, cinnamon, ground cinnamon. We're going to be using uh, nutmeg, and we're going to be using uh, cloves. Okay, um, and uh, we're going to be doing that. We're going to be using uh, raisins. Um, you know, I have some. You you can use golden raisins. I'm using just regular raisins. Okay. Um, so what you want to do is. Um, First thing you want to do is pour. Let me turn on the preheat. You want to preheat your. Um, I'm going to be doing this in a convection oven. You want to preheat your conventional oven and or your convection oven uh, to 375, um, and then you're going to be cooking it twice, 20 minutes each. Um, and then uh, we're gonna, what we're going to be doing is that we're going to be taking these apples. These are demonstration apples, and we're going to core them. Okay, so actually, you know what? Before I do this, we're going to start mixing. So so we're going to take two tablespoons 
um, of uncooked oatmeal. This is a really fun uh, recipe. It's perfect for kids. So if you have, if you have kids, um, it's perfect. So we're going to be putting some raisins in here. Can you see this, Chef Asia? You can yeah, see this, Yeah, it's perfect. Right? I can see it perfectly. Perfect. I heard, right. I heard that Dr. Wayne Dysinger wore Dr. Hans Deal's actual suit. Yes, yes. The, the white one? Yeah, the white, the white suit. The, the white tux, he wore like a red bow tie. Um, yeah, so he was very, um, he was very moved. Uh, I took a picture uh, with him. So we're going to put some uh, chopped pecans. I love pecans. So, Chef Ed, do you call them pecans or pecans? I call it pecans. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard both. <laughs> yeah. it's like, Is it basil or basil, you know? <laughs> tomato, tomato. You know, what's interesting is that when you talk to a British person, they they talk, they say everything differently. So they would say... You know, they'll probably say basil. They'll probably say basil. Um, you know, uh, what else do they call it? They they pronounce water the way I pronounce it. So, and everyone makes fun of me. And I just say I'm from Jersey. So, you know, do with do with that what you will. Um, so we have walnuts, we have pecans, and then we're going to put in um, some, I grounded up some uh, cloves. I wish you could smell this. This is amazing. Um, we're going to put on some nutmeg. So we have, a, uh, some cloves. We have some nutmeg. I'm going to give you guys, uh, the recipe. Um, so stay tuned for that. Uh, and then we're going to do some cinnamon as well. A lot of the very, very fall, uh, different types of, you know, spices. So, all right. So, uh, from here, what you want to do is, um, you want to put, uh, you want I, I like to, you want to put a sweetener, right? So I have um, date syrup uh, that I'm going to put. Trader Joe's has a wonderful, wonderful uh, date syrup, and it's just ba basically pulverized, um, pulverized, uh, you know, dates. So. What you want to do is mix it around. Jeff AJ, what has been your favorite fall memory with your family? Mm. Well, one time I did a corn maze and I couldn't get out. A corn <laughs> And we actually had to like do the SOS and they had to come get us with, with some, my husband and some nieces. And um, it was really frustrating, you know, cause we just <laughs> could not, it was like a thing that was supposed to be fun. And we literally could not get out for hours and we're oh, like, oh, wow. this must've been before cell phones. So that, that was kind of fun with, with the little nieces were little then I remember that I don't do corn mazes anymore. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> So it's a different kind of SOS that you were doing. <laughs> oh my God, that was so funny. Oh, uh, 
I love those. I do. I like to do escape rooms for fun, but what, with escape rooms, if after an hour, if you're, if you, they'll come get you and kick you out. But with a corn maze, you could be there all day and they wouldn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love it. It's a, it's a great, um, great team building exercise. So um, I'm sure if you went with your dog, your dog can probably figure out all the puzzles. So. Oh my God. She could just crawl right through. <laughs> <laughs> uh okay so basically you can do as many um apples um as possible the biggest thing here is that you don't want to core it all the way through okay you want to core it you know just so maybe like two-thirds of it and then you want to take the melon baller to like scoop it out so um all right so what you want to do you got to be super careful yes naruto what do you see outside Wait, my cat wait. is kind of like my my security. He just like he just goes around the perimeter and he just lets us know if there's something like really weird going on. Does your dog bark at uh strangers? Really, and and that kind of disturbs me because once I had I was late for an appointment, and we have this code thing to get in, and like she didn't even care, you know. Mm -hmm. um, she does bark at gardeners, though. Unfortunately, she does bark at just any gardener, you know. It just any gardener. I think it's the leaf blower. I think it's the sound, but other than that, yeah. So while you're doing this, um, you also want to boil. You want to have one cup of boiling water to put on the base. So Okay. Yeah, my cat's afraid of um he's doing this like weird weird pattern right now. You see something weird. Um my cat's afraid of uh garbage trucks. Yeah. Must be the noise, huh? Yeah, it's the low frequency noise. So the reason why bigger is better in terms of uh, the apple is because you can stuff more. And so you want to pack it as much as possible. You want to take a melon baller and make sure you scoop out um, the seeds uh, from this. And of course, you if you can compost, you can just eat this as well. But if you can compost, that'd be great as well. All right, so I'm just going to do three. Have you ever had the uh, Envy apple? That's my favorite. What is it called? Envy, E-N-V-Y. They have them organic at Whole Foods and Trader Joe's and even at the regular market. Envy. I think it's the mm -hmm. Envy of all apples. Oh, really? Costco has them too, uh, organic. They're, they're just really good. I think it's a cross between a Honeycrisp and a Gallup, but I'm not 100% sure. Mm, okay. I love, I, love, um, I love Honeycrisp. I love Fuji apples. Fuji's are probably my favorite ones. Um, I like Honeycrisp. Um, 
Have you gone apple picking? I have not. Where do you do that? I've never picked anything. Uh, anywhere. I, when I was living in the Northeast, we have a lot of um, apple farms uh, there. So um, it's a very common, you know, be, uh, in, in addition to pump, uh, picking pumpkins, um, picking uh, apples was, you know, also very fun as well. All right. So here we go. All right, so once you're here, okay, what you wanna do, let me get a better spoon. So you're getting uh, one cup of uh, water, okay? So have that, and this is my mixing. Let's just do this. So remember, this mixture is raisins, walnuts, pecans, uncooked, rolled oats, uh, three spices, cinnamon, nutmeg, cloves, um, and then we bind it with date syrup. So that's a sweetener. Um, when you're using apples, sweeter apples, like a honey crisp, um, then that makes it, you know, uh, great as well. Have you ever done this with pears? I have not done this with pears. <laughs> Harry and David pears are something people give gift me a lot at the holidays. Yes. Yes. I received the box not too long ago too. Those pears are great. What do you think of those pears? Yeah. How come one of them's wrapped in foil? Is that like a special one? Uh, I think it's just a presentation. I see. It's not any then, huh? <laughs> You probably have to like, you know, phone Harry and David, you know, is this a special one? <laughs> it's like, no, Chef AJ, we just, you know, randomly just, you know, foil, you know, <laughs> random ones. Okay. So it's like that. Um, let me just wash my hands. And so you're going to take a uh, Pyrex uh, baking dish. Uh, something like this, okay? So I'm using it for this size. So you put it in like this. All right. And now, once you have uh, the water boiling, um, then you're gonna transfer it to you're gonna fill it up like this. So this is uh, one cup boiling. I'm just going to fill it up. So what you want to do is preheat uh, the oven, like I said, um, to 375. And um, once you preheat it, we're going to pop this guy in there. Um, and then you could, you can put a, parchment paper or aluminum foil over it. I like to use parchment paper. So I'm going to stick this into the oven and then put it in 20 minutes. 
Um, and then once 20 minutes are done, then you remove the cover and you do another 20 minutes and then it's done. All right. So while that's playing, uh, while that's cooking, what I wanted to do with your audiences, um, you know, unless you have any questions right now, what I want to do with your audiences is um, the last um, episode that we did with each other, I call everything an episode because I do a lot of podcasting. <laughs> so last episode, we, last session we did together was a, um, was a, uh, a pantry tour. So what I wanted to share with your audiences is, is uh, I'm going to share like a supermarket navigation tour uh, video that's pre-recorded, and this is you know in uh, the ChefDoc app, and um, you know I, I teach a lot of people in terms of navigating the supermarket, and, and that could be like super, super, super daunting, right? Um, because it's big, uh, you know, you have all kinds of aisles, and you know you have all kinds of you know things around the perimeter, and you know you have cooked stuff, non-cooked stuff, you have cut non, you know, not cooked stuff, things in boxes, and you don't know where to go, right? Um, and so supermarkets are very, very strategic. Um, you know, it is, it is meant for you to buy from them, obviously. But when I was learning about um, a little bit more about supermarkets is the fact that, you know, a lot of companies, the diet, weight loss, beverage industry uh, is a billion dollar industry. And so what they do is that they bid, they bid for real estate, you know, within supermarkets. So they bid for real estate in terms of, you know, the checkout, you know, aisle um, in terms of the different types of um, uh, the different types of like the shelves, you know, it's a lot more money. I don't know if your audience knows this, but it's a lot more money to shelve your product at eye level versus something that's above your eye level or something way down on the bottom. It's very, you know, it's very, um, they have to put in a lot of money. And um, supermarkets, excuse me, at the end of the day need to make money to survive, right? So they're going to welcome this. So not everything is uh, going to be the most healthy. So the purpose of the, of the recording um, to share with the audiences is just to kind of give you a snapshot on how to navigate through a supermarket, um, you know, it lives um, on the new ChefDoc app, which I've mentioned uh, a couple of times. Uh, it launched earlier this year. Um, it's part of the curriculum for our group coaching. And I wanted to share that with you. Uh, let me see if I can share that. Um, okay, let me know if you can see this. Can you see this? Perfect. All right, let's see if you can listen to it, hopefully. Mm. Okay, let's see. Can you hear this? Not yet. Maybe you have to put the volume. Okay. No, I don't hear volume. Maybe you got to put it. You don't hear volume. Um, let's see. Oh, share computer sound. Let's see. Yeah, that would help. Perfect. Awesome.
Hey guys, what's going on? This is uh, Dr. Colin Zhu. We are here at a really, really awesome supermarket. And a lot of times we're gonna be asking ourselves, how are we going to navigate a supermarket? A supermarket is very uh, daunting for some. And for those of you who don't know, supermarkets are actually very strategic. Once you walk through that front door, you're gonna have a lot of different things grabbing your attention, kind of like advertisements, right? On the TV screen, on the billboard, right? So you have to stay laser focused, and I hope you did not come in here hungry. We'll talk about that in a second. So we're gonna go straight to the produce section. Come on in. So I understand that every supermarket is going to be set up differently, depending on what region you're from, depending on you know uh, how high quality is. There are different tiers of supermarkets, and when you come into a supermarket, it's very very important that you spend most of your time in the produce section. Okay, when I'm teaching from a whole food plant based approach, we are focusing our attention here. Okay. And pretty much you could get almost everything that you need in the produce section and spending as minimum time um, as possible in the middle aisles or shelves, okay? It's good to be prepared in terms of bringing a recipe, having a checklist, and knowing what to get, okay? All the vegetables and different fruits will have different kinds of shelf life, right? We'll talk about that in a different segment, but for now, it's important to always prep in terms of how many ingredients you're gonna get for a certain recipe, how many parties. Are we doing this for a catering event? Are we doing this for a family gathering or a holiday, right? So it's very, very important. So as you can see, when you're looking at this produce, right, this beautiful plant kingdom that we have, it's important that we are eating as much from the rainbow as possible, okay? A lot of times, you know, what I like to call that we currently live in is a toxic food environment. So the colors that you see, if you observe very, very carefully, it's mostly white, brown, sometimes gray, just not really appealing to the visual eye. Humans have evolved is to look for things that are nutritious and healthy and also calorie dense and nutrient dense at the same time. Back in the day before hunters and gatherers, we looked more towards you know, as much calorie dense as possible. Nowadays, we have to pay attention to what is more nutrient dense. So as you can see, you know, we have so many different kinds, right? Your popular Brussels sprouts, right? Asparagus, you have your artichokes, different kinds of varieties of carrots, parsley, cilantro, scallions, rhubarb. Rhubarb is awesome. This is great for desserts, right? Making a beautiful rhubarb dessert. You have tomatillos, you have different kinds of peppers. This is what I mean about eating the colors of the rainbow. And you'll have, the produce section is gonna be different where they'll have it locally. They'll divide it up in terms of local, they'll divide it up in terms of how things are uh, grown in hydroponics, more greenhouses, right? Um, how far it traveled, organic or non-organic. Good rule of thumb is that the less number of food miles it travels, the better for you. Why? Because a lot of chemicals and preservatives needed to be added to that said produce in order to make it to the entire trip. So the less lesser number of food miles, the better. If you can get something locally, support your local farmer would be good, okay? And organic, 
quick rule of thumb with organic is if it has a thicker peel to a said vegetable or fruit, you could have that non-organic because the outer layer actually protects it and actually absorbs a lot of the insecticides, fungicides, things like that. So you don't have to get everything. So for example, avocados, pineapples, you don't necessarily have to get organic. Do you guys know how to read a PLU code? All right, so a PLU code is, I don't know if you can zoom in right there. So when it's five digits, okay, with a nine in front of it, okay, that indicates that it's organic, okay? When it's only four digits, like four, two, two, five. So when something um, is conventionally grown, okay, four, seven, seven, zero, only four digits, there's no nine in front of it, that means this is more conventionally grown. So that means that it's not vetted out in a organic uh, uh, manner. There may or may not have been, you know, insecticides added to it, okay? You know, notice how, you know, things are actually laid out and not perishable. So meaning like they are perishable, but they're not in the refrigeration part, right? So a supermarket is interesting where it's better to shop along the perimeters of the supermarket because that's where all the refrigeration goes. Real food, whole food, intact food, how mother nature intended it to be, lives around the perimeter of the supermarket, okay? If it needs to be refrigerated, meanings that it's going to die off soon, right? That's the food that you, we wanna consume, okay? Whether raw or cooked into our bodies that, that supplies us with the most nutrition. But a quick word about how to store it is that, you know, typically when it's, you know, out like this, you can generally say that you can store it similarly back at home as well, okay? But we'll have food storage at a later segment. So another word about um, organic and non-organic resource that I recommend is a third-party independent research uh, organization called the Environmental Working Group, or EWG.org. There you can find something called the Clean 15 and the Dirty Dozen. And it changes occasionally, but they'll give you the top heavy hitters in terms of which types of produce that you want to definitely buy organic and which you can actually save not buying organic. Because a lot of times people think that, oh, to eat more plants, you have to actually buy everything organic, and that's not actually true. And the reason why organic, you know, for now, um, costs a little bit more is because, okay, to get these seals of approval is because they have to go through a very, very rigorous uh, vetting process. And that costs a lot of money for uh, farmers. And so that's just another expense for them to get these seals. So that's why that adds to the cost. So another thing when you enter into a supermarket is people are gonna be shopping for different reasons. They wanna save on time, they wanna save on costs, they wanna save on labor, okay? So when you're in the produce section, just be mindful of the fact that, you know, you have things that are laid out, okay? Not in a plastic for you to grab and go. Then you're gonna be shifting more towards prepared items, right? So prepared items are basically items that are already cut up and prepared for you. And this is an added convenience, okay? Very, very convenient to pick up, ooh, I got some mango pico de gallo, right? Or I got some guacamole, or I got a fruit salad or fruit platter, something like this, right? 
but just be mindful that it does add up to cost. You're going to be paying more because you're paying for labor and also for someone to do this as well. So this is, you know, a little bit of a higher price point, but it saves on convenience. So everything's a trade-off. And same thing for here, you know, you're adding for someone to kind of plate this type of mixture together, right? Different types of salads or stew preparations, soup preparations, right? It's a nice convenience, you know, this would be good for, you know, more fall Thanksgiving, you know, right here. So, so these are added expenses in order to help people along the way. But, you know, if this helps you to kind of eat more plants, to incorporate more plants, by all means do it because we want you to continuously eat, you know, more plants, okay? I do want to let you know that definitely, you know, come in with a checklist or come in with wanting to know what you're purchasing because upwards of 40% of Americans waste their food and throw food away, okay? And it actually contributes to around, you know, 8% of greenhouse emissions. So we definitely want to be cognizant of how much food that we're going to buy and not, you know, waste. So this is a good example of the added convenience. So this is a butternut squash and this is a butternut squash, right? What's the difference? The difference is that this, you paid more for labor to cut this up and package it for your convenience. If you've ever cut up butternut squash, it's a little bit dicey. <laughs> it, it does take um, some finesse in order to cut this down, right? Definitely worth it though, especially on your wrist. So it's, um, it's very, very good. So this is a good convenience. Um, it does you know, cost a little bit more. And so yeah, this is a very good, clear example of buying things that are pre-packaged and pre-cut up for you and how that's a difference from getting from its whole intact ingredient. A lot of times during uh, the segments that we're gonna talk about, we're talking about what is considered unprocessed and what's considered through the spectrum all the way to ultra-processed. So at the end of the day, this is actually technically considered processed because this was manipulated and cut down, right? It is still closer to the whole, but you know it is considered processed. So here's a good example. So another great tip and strategy if you want to shop on a budget, okay, eating well, eating healthy on a budget, is making sure that you're looking at the unit price, okay? So the unit price is the price in the up, typically in the upper left corner, okay? This is the actual price for the entire package, okay? So let's take, for example, this. This package of fruit, okay, is $4.99 total. Right now, let's come down to come down here to this mango pico de gallo, okay, which is three ninety nine. Now you might say to yourself, okay, this is cheaper than this, but when you look at the unit price, this is twenty four point nine cents per ounce, and you come down here, this says fifty seven cents per ounce. So what this does is that the unit price puts everything on the level playing field. So this is actually cheaper to buy per unit, okay? Because everything is per ounce, okay? So the 24.9 is actually cheaper than this, even though the entire package is $3.99 and this is $4.99. So this is actually a better buy. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. If not, just rewind this back. So another thing I want to talk about is not only buying locally and reducing as much food miles as possible, but also getting into the practice of buying in seasons as well, okay? 
uh, depending on where you're at, this may or may not be more or less apparent, right? Winter, fall, spring, summer. Currently, when this is re being recorded, we are in the middle of summer right now. So that means blueberries, raspberries, blackberries are gonna be you know, in season, okay? And the reason why it's better to buy things in season is because that's how mother nature has intended it for each and every one of these specific vegetables and fruits. And they're gonna be the most nutritious being in line with that type of timeline. Now, I am aware that, you know, there are supermarkets that try to supply this, maybe even towards fall and winter time. And the only reason how that could happen is because they are transporting these types of vegetables and fruits from other countries, just so we're literally having blueberries all year round. The downside of that is that they have to travel very, 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 very far, okay? And like I said, we're adding a lot of preservatives and chemicals in order to preserve that trip, that produce to make it through that trip. So a good idea is to buy in season, and it's fun, you know, to miss something, you know, and to go through the season, so. So here, we are in the shelved area, okay? So the shelves, you know, take up probably 70 to 80% of a, a supermarket store. And um, like I said before, we wanna spend the most time in the produce section, because why? Because it's perishable. We needed to keep it alive by refrigeration. So we wanna spend as much time in the produce section as possible and less on shelves, why? Because in order to have things on shelves, it needs to be what? Preservatives need to be added to it, chemicals, binders, additives, colors, okay? All kinds of stuff that is not that great for our body over a longer period of time. And so if you are shopping in the shelves, okay, pick a few ingredients and I'll do a general rule of thumb. So for example, salad dressings, right? Salad dressings, okay? Salad dressings contain exorbitantly a, a lot of oil that you don't want to don't want to intake, okay? Now, not to pick on this salad dressing, but you notice how the ingredients are just probably one, two, three, four, there's probably at least about 20 different ingredients um, in this uh, salad dressing. My rule of thumb, when you're picking something that's wrapped, whether it's in a glass, a can, or plastic, and if it's on a shelf, go for ingredients that are five or less, okay? Usually the first two ingredients, okay, are gonna be the most predominant item in ingredient in said content. So for example, this one says water, so it's gonna be mostly water, and then this one says white distilled vinegar, okay? Others might start off by saying wheat. It might start off by saying corn syrup, right? So just know that the first two or three ingredients are is the predominant ingredients within that said shelved item, okay? A word about real estate, okay? Food companies need to spend an exorbitant amount of money, okay, for real estate. So it also applies here, location, location, location. Why? You need to spend more money to have your product at eye level as opposed to top or bottom, okay? Now, why is this important? Because the company wants to showcase their product, you know, in your 
eye you know, level, okay? It's the same thing with end caps, okay? Even something on the end caps, okay, we'll come back over here. So if you're trying to find a good deal, okay, end caps are going to be catching your eye, but that may not be the best sale or the best deal of that day. So you wanna look at your clippings, you wanna look at you know, the different types of sales on the website, the app, in the storefront if you're trying to find a good sale, okay? So I would generally avoid end caps because they're the most eye-catching and you, you're just gonna grab and go because it's the most convenient, okay? Now, coming back to the shelves, because of that real estate comment that I made, make sure you pay attention to top and bottom as well, okay? Because you might actually find a better product if you look at you know both top and bottom. So I'm gonna do a quick comment on uh, ingredients. So rule of thumb, try to find something that's five ingredients or less, okay? And also pay attention to the first two ingredients. Another comment is if you ask your grandmother, okay? And if they can pronounce something, great. If they cannot pronounce something, it's better to just put it back on a shelf and just, you know, try to avoid it because you don't want to be consuming something like it came from a lab, right? Like sodium benzoate. What is that, right? So, and then also, like I just picked up this really nice marinara tomato basil pasta sauce, okay? Look at the ingredients. You got Italian whole peeled tomatoes, olive oil, onions, basil, salt, garlic, black pepper, oregano, right? So they sound really, really nice. You know, different types of ingredients thrown together. At the end of the day, this is still processed, right? And generally, you could probably make this at home, okay? But just know things like, you know, things in jars, things in cans, okay, will come with a lot of added salt, definitely salt, as well as other preservatives, okay, that you don't want to consume. Yes, they are convenience. Yes, it's very shelf stable. This is this could probably last through all, you know, uh, an apocalypse, right? But you want to be mindful and be sparingly using these. Uh, what I personally like to go is the frozen food section, and we're gonna go there in just a minute. So another great section that I would like to talk about is your frozen aisle. And the reason why the frozen aisle is going to be a great friend to you is because when things are packaged, manufactured for the frozen aisle, it's the produce is picked at peak, okay, and it's flash frozen, and then it gets uh, shipped off. So, for example, you know, if, you know, because berries, for example, get become perishable really, really quick, you can get frozen berries and have it stored in your freezer for a very long time. Great for smoothies, great for exorbitant amount of different kinds of desserts. They have mango here. They have different types of uh, fruit pairings, okay? So it's also a great idea to get this in bulk as well. And if you come with me to the other side. So for example, we got, you know, peas, we got mixed vegetables here, green beans, different kinds of sweet potatoes, beets even, right? We got whole cauliflower. And so these are the actual whole ingredient. Look, one ingredient, organic zucchini, okay? So you don't have to worry about this. Soybeans, whole edamame, okay? And you also have convenience items like this, cauliflower that's riced up, okay? Or even rice broccoli, you know, that's pretty cool too. So these are whole ingredients, minimally processed because they are cut down. 
but they're very, very uh, good in terms of nutritional profile because they're picked at peak, okay? You don't have to worry about it perishing really, really quickly. And they're flash frozen. So this is gonna be a friend to you, just like the bulk aisle that we're gonna talk about next. So welcome to the bulk aisle. Look at this. If you are fortunate enough to have a supermarket that has a bulk aisle, please, please, please stock up, okay? And you may be asking, what do I stock in bulk, okay? Beans, legumes, whole grains, okay? And nuts and seeds, okay? So different kinds of beans. You have literally all kinds of black pinto, kidneys, cannellilies, mung beans. You have all kinds of grains. You got couscous, barley, okay? Basmati rice, all right? So many different kinds, okay? Amroth, different kinds of quinoa, all right? So this is good because it helps you to put things in the pantry that's dry. You don't have to store it in the fridge or freezer. And it'll, you know, last, you know, longer and you can just pick it up and use it. And it saves you on cost because you're not paying someone else to package it, right? You're not paying some, someone else to weigh it, package it, and, and, and uh, individualize uh, er everything. You're just using things in bulk. So it's definitely very cost effective. If you're a part of a wholesale club, that's also another way, you know, to save money as well. If you are lucky enough to have a ethnic market near you, so for example, Asian, Mexican, Indian, okay, uh, near you, those are good for bulking up in terms of herbs and spices, cheaper, okay? Because they can be a little bit expensive, okay? But if you go to an ethnic marketplace, that'll be better to buy bulk as well. So that's how we're gonna save money when we're doing plant-based, okay? So nuts and seeds, you can also get as well. Remember to pay attention to whole, raw, unroasted, unsalted, okay? nuts and seeds as well. So another reason why we want to do whole is because when we're going from unprocessed to ultra-processed, we're stripping a lot of things in between. So for example, if we're going from brown rice to white rice, okay, we are losing uh, essentially two-thirds of the nutritional value uh, within rice. If you're going from whole wheat to white flour, you're losing upwards to 75% of the nutritional value and you're missing fiber, you're missing B vitamins, okay? You're missing a lot of those natural oils, okay? And guess what? It spikes our blood sugar, okay? It spikes our insulin. It's not that great for people with diabetes, metabolic syndrome, things like that. So very, very, another good reason to buy in bulk and to buy as whole intact form as possible. All right, guys. Thank you so much for hopping on with me on the supermarket tour. So no matter where you are locally, regionally, or across the other coast, just know to take your time, pace yourself, and navigate your supermarket, see what's there. Good rule of thumb is to never come in hungry. Have a list, okay, your recipes, okay, and a checklist, all right? Once you get that, then go. Great tips in terms of saving money is making sure you budget that out, having that list, right? And buying things local, seasonal, the lesser food numbers that is traveled, and you know, less on the superfluous stuff that you don't need, like prepared foods. Buying things in a frozen aisle, okay? 
because they are picked at peak and peak nutrition and they're flash frozen, okay? That we just talked about. Oh, and beverages, okay? Always hydrate, 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 okay? I would spend less money on drinks, different kinds of beverages, just water, or make your own infused water. That would be great as well. Other different ways of saving and promoting your local farmer is going to your farmer's market, shaking hands with your local farmer, okay? Getting to farmer's markets closer to the end of time, at end of closing time, because they're not gonna wanna bring back produce that they brought. So they might market you know, things down dramatically. So going towards a closing time and you know, that way you know your grocer as well as hooking up with a local community sustainable agricultural co-op, okay, or CSA. That's also another way of supporting local farmers and also having things delivered to you. Another note about the produce is that if you see a vegetable or fruit that you've never seen before, experiment. We have a lot of great recipes and resources. We have things like YouTube at our fingertips. Experiment with a new vegetable every single day and guess what? You're gonna have such a repertoire of uh, great recipes. If you try one new recipe once per week, even just once, you have 52 under your belt, right? I met a great chef of mine. She says that the plant kingdom is so vast and diverse that if you start with one vegetable and you ate a new vegetable every single meal three times a day, 365, when you get back to, to the original starting point, you actually won't go back to the original vegetable because it's so vast, okay? So definitely visit your supermarket, okay? Vet out everything yourself and happy shopping. And remember, your health starts in the kitchen. And I'll see you guys on the next one. That was really fun. You're uh, muted, Dr. Z. Okay. That was wonderful. And, and yeah, you, what do you think? You, where did you film that? I did that at a Sprouts. Um, Sprouts is a wonderful, wonderful store. Um, I don't think it's all over. I, I don't know what regions they concentrate in. Um, but what's really good about them is that similarly to Whole Foods and Trader Joe's, well, Trader Joe's has its own line, but they're really obsessed with high quality. And what's extra good about them is that they look out for the farmer. Um, so they're really, really good about that. Um, yeah, just a quick note about what I said um, about vegetables. Um, you know, we in the American College of Lifestyle Medicine, um, I've met a, I have many leadership roles, and one of them is uh, chairing um, the Food as Medicine Culinary Medicine Member Interest Group, or MIG. And so we have topic speakers in addition to you know just meeting with our fellow members. And we invited a regenerative um, farmer, a sustainable farmer out in Northern Ohio. His name is Bob Jones, and he's the you know, uh, co-owner and CEO and, and uh, co-founder of the Chef's Garden. Um, been doing vegetable farming uh, for 60 years. It's a family-owned operation. He came in and talked about the importance uh, of vegetables. And um, there's a great documentary if anyone in the audience has watched Kiss the Ground on Netflix, um, it's about, uh, it highlights uh, our modern agricultural practices. 99% of our you know, um, agricultural lands in America is modern agriculture. And the problem with that is that 
you know, an apple today is not the same nutritional profile as an apple 50 years ago, because we have essentially farmed in a way where we've depleted nutrition um, and we release a lot of carbon dioxide. Um, and so with regenerative sustainable farming, what it does is that it carbon sinks. It brings, you know, the way it, it's practiced, it, it carbon sinks. Um, they do a lot of, a lot of uh, cover cropping, uh, no tilling. Um, they rotate a lot. And it's all about promoting that soil health. And when you have a healthy soil health, then it contributes and influences the health of that said plant, which thereby influences the health of all the humans that eat it, right? And so there's a sequel, Common Ground, that just came out in select theaters. Um, I would encourage you guys to look up Common Ground, the film, watch a trailer of it. It's a wonderful, wonderful documentary demanded in your um, you know, local theater to, 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 um, uh, to promote it. And um, what I've learned is that there's actually 300,000 edible uh, plants um, on planet earth. Do you know what the average American eats? Two. <laughs> Which two? <laughs> uh, potatoes and, and corn. Well, Medugal would be happy about potatoes, right? <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, what I read was around 200, okay? Which oh, wow, I that many. That, okay. which I thought was actually pretty high. But, um, you know, what I've learned about uh, from the book Fiber Fueled um, by Dr. Will, Will B um, is that the biggest predictor of your gut health and microbiome and how healthy it is, is really the diversity of plants. So when we say eat the rainbow, okay, we literally mean eat the rainbow. And um, the more colors, the more diverse your plants that you put into your system, the more diverse and more uh, healthy your microbiome is. And so the positive effects uh, from that microbiome, which the author says is called postbiotics. So probiotics is the uh, good gut, healthy bacteria. Prebiotics is the fiber, right? It's the non-resistant starch. It's the food for, you know, the good gut bacteria. When you combine those two together, they produce something called postbiotics, which is essentially short chain fatty acids, which does a lot of things in terms of regulate your weight, okay? Uh, regulate your cholesterol, uh, cut your heart risk, uh, heart disease risk down, okay? In addition to numerous, numerous different types of effects that we're continuing to learn. So the more diverse plants that you put into your body, the better. So put it into a rotation. So kind of like what that video was saying, if you experiment with, with just one new vegetable, you know, once per week, you know, every single week, you have 52 new vegetables, right? Um, for those that are, you know, not that confident in the kitchen here, we're always trying to promote people to be in the kitchen because we want your health to start in the kitchen, right? Because once you go outside is what I call outsourcing. You're outsourcing your food, you're outsourcing cooking, you're outsourcing your health because people outside of the household are not going to be paying attention to your health. That's your job. What they're going to pay attention to is the bottom line. So the bottom line is cutting costs, right? Cutting costs on all, you know, um, all the quality, uh, you know, stuff that they put into the food to deliver to you. So they're going to use processed oils. They're going to use the cheapest, you know, cheapest, you know, um, you know, ingredients, you know, uh, the quick techniques like frying everything, right? To deliver a product, uh, a type of food 
you know, that's far removed from the whole and far removed from what it looked like originally. Sure, it's tasty, but that doesn't mean that it's it's going to do damage, you know, internally. So, um, yeah, so I hope that video was um, was helpful. Chef Asia, do you have any uh, supermarket, you know, tips that you share with your audiences? Well, just like you said, the perimeter, shop the perimeter. And it's interesting what you said about I, you know, they pay for the shelf space that's, I they. If you think about it like a little toddler in the basket, the mom pushing it, that's like the shelf space, the, the location where all the junk is. It's not mm. high and it's not low because the kid in the basket can't see it. You mm. ever notice like where all the cereal and all the junk food is? It's where yep. the basket is, where the kid is. Ah, interesting. Yeah. yeah. So it's a little bit a little bit lower on eye level because they're they're sitting. They're sitting and just watching. And what I've learned through my um you know, obesity research is that, you know, as these industries, these diet and beverage, beverage industries uh, grow bigger, they're able to hire child psychologists, they're able to hire behavioralists um, to influence the marketing, to influence the advertising. So child psychologists are able to work with adver advertisement to influence a child, to influence the parent to buy more, you know what I'm saying? So it, they go to that kind of level, right? And, you know, Chef AJ, I know you're, um, you know, you talk a lot, you know, about, you know, previous sugar addiction and whatnot. Um, just to reemphasize, you know, sugar is kind of like the legal, you know, drug that we have that's, you know, on par with cocaine, if not more, you know, it stimulates the same dopamine reward pathways, right? So think about if you start doing that to your children at a very, very young age. They, they just don't have, um, they just don't have, um, you know, uh, they just don't know any better, right? I, I, we currently are running group coaching uh, right now. And uh, throughout my practice, I've had a lot of patients that have been addicted to uh, pop, soda, Coca-Cola. Uh, currently in our coaching uh, group right now, one of the participants said that they've been drinking Coca-Cola since uh, 1972. And um, it's a very uh, sobering, you know, when you when you hear something like that. And so uh, one of the things is, is that, you know, it changes and alters your taste buds, you know, because it's made to be very highly addictive. So in order to get off of that, you know, we, you know, I teach, I teach my uh, clients and patients to go through a tapering, you know, uh, uh, protocol, right. And because, when people are, are very addicted to soda and pop, they they cannot uh, you know taste any. They want to taste something. They're used to tasting something else. So how we taper that off is we use infused water, right? Sometimes we can you know uh, downgrade by going to sparkling water, right? Uh, which doesn't have any carbs or calories in it, um, and you know we use that to kind of taper, right? So there's some flavor. I always encourage to do, make your own stuff. So you just you know take a tub of water and you know, throw some ice in there and put like mint, lemon, lime, um, you know, some cucumbers in there just to flavor it, right? Uh, LaCroix is a very popular uh, sparkling water uh, a company. And they, you know, I, don't, I honestly don't know what's in there, but, you know, there's no sugar or artificial sweeteners. I know it's a very popular drink, but just something like that to be able to get yourself off of it because, you know, you don't know, um, you know, how addictive, you know, it can be. Um, yeah, well, LaCroix has those things called natural flavors. And I worry about those for some people because they mm -hmm. don't really have to disclose what that is. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not, I'm not, 
you know, necessarily promoting them. I'm just, you know, what I'm trying to say is using that as an example. Um, to it's be still a better to, choice. It's still yeah. a better choice. Absolutely. Yeah. And it being, you know, I, 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 you know, I'm trained in family practice and I've been a primary care doc for many, many years. And, you know, we're trained to see all kinds of people from delivering babies to advancing age and everyone in between. And so I, I meet people where they're at, you know, I don't tell people to, you know, overnight to switch, you know, that's unre unrealistic and unreasonable for some people. So, you know, you go through a spectrum. So even like, for example, process, uh, vegan processed meat, right. Um, that could be part of the spectrum. If you're going towards the North star of, you know, low fat, whole food, plant-based, you know, SOS, right. Uh, free. So, you know, it's, it's all about spectrum, you know, it's all about carrying people through a spectrum. Okay. So we finally uh, have gotten um, the dish out. So what we're doing, hopefully we're good on time. Um, so usually when you're done, after you're done baking it, um, you want to set it for at least uh, five to 10 minutes, but for, for the S's and time, um, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, just oh, cut open, cut open something. Those look delicious. My mother used to make those when I was younger and they're so tasty. Yeah. So you're supposed to let this sit, you know, for five or 10 minutes. Okay. Um, so basically, let me see. So this is what it's supposed to look like. So. I mean, what's great, that could be a breakfast, it could be a dessert. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there you go. That's what it's supposed to look like. And it's super, super yummy. Um, you know, I'll dig into this like later. Um, but yeah, this is the, you know, the fall festive uh, baked and stuff um, apples. Again, you can do this at your next gathering, do this with kids. Um, the point, the takeaways from this is really, you know, make food, um, you know, make food that you love and, you know, making food that's good for you, you know, at the end of the day, doing it with others, sharing it with others. Um, I hope the supermarket navigation, uh, you know, uh, video was, uh, was good for you guys. If you guys want to learn more, um, I do have a whole food plant-based one-on-one transition course on my app. Um, to find the app, it's on Apple stores. It's on Google Play stores. Just type in the Chef Doc, and it's a um, orange cover. And uh, yeah, download it um, and, uh, you know, just browse around. There are free lessons there. And, you know, uh, you know, there's also ways to like upgrade. If you need more assistance, we are doing group coaching uh, sessions, uh, programs starting in January. So if you want to start the new off, uh, the new year, you know, to a good start, you know, we're going to be, you know, um, you know, uh, collecting uh, participants for our, you know, weight loss programs. And we're going to be starting a health optimization program. So we're going to be doing biometrics and, you know, things like that. So we're really, really excited. Um, they do fill up pretty fast. Um, and people, you know, are having, you know, really, really good positive, um, you know, um, feedback, you know, and we want to be able to help as many people, you know, as possible. Um, because, you know, we're, you know, 900,000 Americans die from heart disease and stroke alone um, every single year, you know, and it's very sobering and we have a lot of work to do. And, uh, you know, we have to do this in a very multi 
multiplicative, you know, effect. So I appreciate the work that you do, Chef AJ, of reaching thousands, you know, just know that um, it doesn't go, um, you know, un yeah. unseen, you know what I'm saying? I really thank appreciate you. you. Thank you. And don't, thank you. And don't forget to tell people they can also do a personal consultation with you in certain states because you're one of the wonderful doctors in Love Life Telehealth. Yes, yes, yes. I do lifestyle medicine uh, consultations. Um, so for those that are looking more of a medical appointment, um, you know, we look at your labs, we do a deeper dive with it. Um, we de-prescribe um, as one of the, you know, joys that we do. And we just, you know, course correct and do a lot of uh, navigating, you know what I'm saying? And just, you know, pivoting of your own uh, journey. You know, we're, we're here to advocate. And so, in the show notes, they'll say like, you know, different states that I'm licensing, but just really quickly, California, Texas, Washington, New Jersey, Florida, um, Connecticut, uh, Vermont, Minnesota, Hawaii are the states that I'm licensing. Hopefully I didn't forget any of them, but they'll be in the show notes. Um, and then the recipe um, for this uh, session will be there. And yeah, um, you know, if you have any questions, uh, just uh, email us. Uh, let us know if you're interested in the group coaching. Um, and I, you know, I want to thank, you know, chef AJ, you know, again, um, for coming on and let's see if Naruto wants to say, say bye. Naruto, yeah, one, if you don't mind one question from a live viewer named Annette, does Dr. Zhu know what the tags on food that start with a three means? Um, three is also uh, conventional as well. Uh, three is also conventional. Um, it is not organic. Um, it is still uh, conventionally, I think it has something to do with uh, being grown more indoors like hydroponics, but it's not organic. Um, you know, it's not a nine. Um, so I think three and the four are also in the same conventional category. So nice. Any more questions? Maybe Naruto can answer. I'm just oh, He's just such a chill cat, you know, he is. Never I know, buddy. You want to look at birds. I know. I understand. Oh, he he'd love my yard. Then that's all we have. We even have a we even have a hawk now. You have a hawk. We have. Ooh. I mean, I don't personally don't have him, but he, he he's there, and he kind of scares me because his talons are big, and my dog is yeah. little, and the songbirds. Oh yeah, far, yeah. So far, everyone. I have, to, I have to worry. I have to worry about coyotes. Coyotes will just snatch this guy up if he ever goes outside, huh? Well, you know. You know, you know now I know where they get that saying, watch you like a hawk, because the hawk literally sits there and just watches. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's just great. I hope I can meet him someday. Well, thank you, Dr. Zhu. What are you doing for Thanksgiving in your family? Uh, we're playing low key. We're not traveling. Uh, we're low key, um, just cooking for close, you know, family members. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, this year has been super busy. Um, so looking forward to just reflecting um, and, you know, reflecting on thinking about uh, next year um, in terms of goals, reflecting on, you know, relationships that, you know, have uh, reinforced, rekindled and, you know, looking forward to new connections um, and new opportunities and just to keep going, you know, and for the audience members, just keep going no matter where you are in your health and wellness journey. Um, super, super important to know that you're not alone. Um, there's help, you know, um, I know it's scary, uncomfortable, um, and vulnerable to ask for help, but you know, we're here, we're here to help one another, um, out, you know, it's a crazy world out there and, um, you know, we need to support each other. So, um, and just, you know, make sure to give yourself a lot of love, a lot of grace, a lot of patience and do that for others, you know, spread kindness, mm -hmm. right? Norto? 
That's great. Thank you. And don't forget okay. to turn your clocks. I guess it's forward tonight, right? Spring forward. No, back. Wait, spring uh, forward. Fall forward. back, fall back, spring forward. Yeah. I always get confused. Do we gain an hour or lose an hour? Fall back is, I think we gain an hour. Spring That's forward better, is, right? I wish yeah. we didn't even have to do this because it's so darn yeah. confusing. It's so confusing. So well, by Naruto, everyone, you can follow Naruto on Instagram. I do. He has lots of fun things he does. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, AJ. We'll talk soon, Bye. okay? Thanks, Dr. Zoon. And thanks all Bye. of you for watching another episode of Chef AJ Live. Just wanted you to see my new sweatshirt with Snoopy. I just went to the Schultz Museum in Santa Rosa. Please come back tomorrow at 9 a.m. Pacific time. Remembering to turn your clocks back tonight for Margot Freetag. She's going to be talking about her new book, Plant Powered Punks and How to Raise Kids Eating Plants. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.